Dad podcast, a conversation where you join David and Reese at the table as they talk about the many questions of life, whether you're in the car, at the gym, or just distracting yourself from being productive. Why don't you pull up a chair? We're glad you're here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Hey Dad podcast, where you join us at the table as we talk about the many questions of life. I am Reese. And I am David. And we have got a starting question for the day, just a little bit of fun before we jump in. And this is what it is. A billionaire offers to build you a vacation home anywhere in the world Mm. and pay for your flights there and back. So free transportation, free housing, anywhere in the world. Where would you put this dream vacation home? Uh, I would probably go with, especially right now, since we're dreaming a little bit, uh, your sister, my daughter, is in South Korea mm-hmm. currently. So I would probably put a vacation home there. She just went to a city called Busan, which is on the southern tip of South Korea. Very nice city. Right. And it's close enough to her to visit but it's still kind of a, a beachy vacation area. Right. Uh, so I would probably go there right now. I'd probably say Busan. Okay. Okay. Now, for you guys listening to the podcast, I am notorious for asking questions that I can't answer. <laughs> and so <laughs> this is one of those where I am going to put a two on the table and oh, it would no. really just depend on the day. <laughs> um, one, I would either go to Florence, Italy, because... Mm-hmm. That's one of the most amazing cities I've ever been to in my life. Yeah, um, The art was incredible. The food was out of this world. I felt like I had died and gone to heaven. Mm-hmm. And and then you've got the Italian mountains right, right there. It was beautiful. So that would be one of my choices. The other choice would be in Japan. I think Japan would be a super cool place. I've always wanted to go there. I feel like it's cool because you've got one of the biggest cities on the planet right next to a place that feels like you're a thousand miles from anybody. Mm, You know, you've got the mountains, you've got the jungles, you've got that nature, but then you've got the city right there. So I would really like to go to Japan and have a vacation home there, probably maybe like an hour away from Tokyo. That Mm -hmm. way I could go there, but I'm not in the middle of a city with 30 million people in it. That's true. Because, you know, being raised in Mississippi, that's 10 times the population of our state in one city. So I'd probably be a little overwhelmed. Yeah, I think that's smart. So, uh, all right. Now that we've handled that question. Okay, very important question. Let's uh, let's dive into the topic of the day. So the topic of the day for us is the best way to start a relationship mm-hmm. slash the reason that people date. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be kind of spending the next few weeks talking about the relationship focus because to be real... You know, this is one of the most important questions of life. I mean, the number one decisions you're going to make is, you know, are you going to make God your savior? And number two is who are you going to marry? That's true. So I think it's worth spending some time on. Yeah. And our society focuses on it. Almost every book has relationships, TV shows, you know, movies, uh, relationships are a huge part of them. Yeah, that's true. And and before you even jump into that, you kind of need to ask some questions to make sure you're setting yourself up for success Yeah. instead of just kind of throwing it out there and hoping something sticks. Yeah. A lot of people enter dating because they think, well, I have to. Mm, that's and, true. And I, I think it, I don't think they really have to, but they need to, to maybe think through some of their motivations behind dating before they do it. That's true. Now, what do you think are some ways that like in our culture, dating's typically treated? 
you know, like if somebody was to just kind of picture dating, what do you think they would picture? Yeah, to me, the, the first thing I think a lot of people date is it's kind of their hobby. It's kind of their entertainment. It's, it's kind of what they do for fun. Right. You yeah. Know? And I think some people look at dating as, well, I could either be home and be bored. Yeah. Or I could go out with people. That's true. I mean, I know for, for me, when I was in high school, like just the drama yeah. It was 24-7, and I was I almost wanted to pull people aside and be like, you want this, don't you? You, you <laughs> want to have, like, you want to start the relationship, be on top of the world, and then get heartbroken, and then talk about that person behind their back, and then start the cycle over again with a different person. Yeah, you know? and I, I think that happens when people, they don't really know why they're dating. Right. And that's why I think when you are planning to date just casually, just as a form, you know, to have fun, mm-hmm. that's okay you just need to know that up front. Yeah. And when you're dating someone, communicate that. That, yeah. hey, I like hanging out. I'm not looking for anything serious. Mm-hmm. Because that's where I think people get messed up. One person may be looking serious. The other's not. And then you get the drama. You mm-hmm. get the issues. You get all that stuff. That's true. And I think sometimes because dating can be so casual, there's like this subculture that's, that's like, oh, well, you only date if you want to get married. Yeah. And that's it's true that dating is ultimately for marriage. Mm-hmm. But there is a little in-between phase where you're just kind of hanging out and you're getting to know like, okay, is this the kind of person yeah. I would like to ask the question about marriage with? You yeah. know, like there's there's like that early phase and you can't forget that. So like yeah. if you want to date just to hang out with people, that's cool. Just be upfront. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, I mean, I'd say... The only danger in it would probably be like just that physical element of, you know, if you start dating somebody casually and then you move very fast into that physical realm, you know, you could end up hurting yourself in that person. Yeah. And I think that's what's happening in our society today. People are taking a casual attitude of dating, but with the hookup culture, they're equating casuality, if that's a word, I don't know if that's a word, but, mm-hmm. you know, to just having lots of sex with people. Yeah. And they think that's that's their form of entertainment. And what they don't realize what they're doing is they, they are hurting themselves yeah. in the long run in many, many different ways. Um, but that's the negative side of the dating relationship to where people look at it as, oh, I just want to go out and find someone to have sex with. Yeah. And... And we're actually later in the series going to be talking about like a healthy view of sex yeah. because ultimately sex is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I think sometimes people picture it being evil. Like, yeah. oh, you know, it's basically the same as doing drugs. Yeah. And yeah. It's, it's not, you know, <laughs> it's actually required for the human population to exist. Yeah. So uh, and it's not just a means to an end. God designed it. He's got a plan for it. Yeah, there's a purpose. But the danger is when you date casually and treat it as a hobby. The physical yeah. element, I mean, you know, you can you can walk in a dangerous territory there. Yeah, and that's the danger. What a lot of people do is they look at their dating as a way to affirm themselves. Dang. And that's the negative part of dating is dating is not about affirming you. Yeah. It's about you being able to build a relationship with somebody. Mm. I think doing it casually is fine as long as you know what you're doing. is like for a guy who wants to date girls to find out what type of girl he likes, mm-hmm. you know, and for the girls, same thing. What type of guy do I like? Um, And I think that can happen in date situations. Mm -hmm. But you want to not just date to make yourself feel better about yourself. Mm -hmm. Because then what you're doing is you're actually giving that person control over your life. Where they they own how you feel by how they treat you. Yeah. So on the 
on the hobby side, like that's that's one end of the spectrum. Yeah. But I feel like there there's another end of the spectrum, especially in Christian circles, mm-hmm. which is like that perfectionist dating side, which is where like, oh, if I date somebody, we got to get married yeah. or else I failed. Yeah. You know, like once you go on that first date, that's the person for you, buddy. Yeah. Like you, you have to because you only date for marriage. And I feel like the stakes don't have to be that high at first. Yeah. And I think that's the thing where a lot of people feel this pressure. Yeah. And sometimes we as adults don't help. You know, someone gets out of college or they're in college and, well, you dating anybody? You're going to get married? You know, and there's like this pressure and it's like, okay, I'm just trying to get, you know, past my class, Mm -hmm. you know, survive the semester. Uh, And so a lot of people feel that pressure. And I think adults sometimes put that on them. And I think especially in the circles where somebody does want to get married, Mm -hmm. that's not wrong. Just understand that what you're looking for is not just a casual date. Right. You know, and so you don't just date a bunch of people. You can get to know people in a friendship way, but you want to know that, okay, if I start dating, it's it's going to be towards something serious. If you know that up front, then then you're probably less likely to date casually. Yeah. And you may have longer periods where you're not dating anybody. Mm-hmm. That's not wrong, and there's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. You just have to understand what's more important to you. Mm-hmm. Because that's a great time for you to build yourself up. Yeah. So you can have a better you to present to somebody when that time comes. Yeah, and I'd say in my life, that was more the spectrum that I was on. Yeah. Is like I didn't really date very many people at all. Like mm-hmm. throughout high school, throughout college, didn't really date very many people at all. Uh Emily was the first person that I did date and we ended up getting married. Yeah. And it's not because, oh, you know, I picked the right person. I did it all right. It was it was that I spent a long time being like, I think that person's pretty cool. Maybe. And then I'd see something where I was like, well, probably not, you mm-hmm. know, or mm-hmm. something like that to where, like you said, I was a lot more hesitant to start dating because for me, it was much more on the side of if I'm dating, it's not going to be a hobby. Yeah. Uh, so that that was more to my side. So I agree with you. And it's just with, with people that are like me, if you are like me, uh, once you start dating somebody, you don't have to feel obligated to make it work. Yeah. Because the point of dating is to see if any red flags pop up. Yeah. You know, or if there's green flags, which we'll be talking about later yeah, in the we'll series. Yeah, we'll that later. Uh, but that's why you're doing it. So if you date somebody and there's some red flags that pop up and the answer is no, they're not really my kind of person. Cool. You found yeah. out. Good job. Yeah, and that's that's the thing you want to do is just because you date somebody, yeah. and maybe you start going down a road of, of maybe talking about serious stuff, in the end, you don't have to get married to them if yep. you start seeing things that are like, you know, I don't know about that. Yep. And that's where you want to make sure that you kind of know who you are, what you're doing, so you have the strength to make that choice when you need to. Yeah, and I've... As we were talking about it, we kind of came up with the term, like it's like relational beta testing. Mm-hmm. Whenever a tech company, whether they're making a game or a new phone, they a lot of times release it just to see what people's reactions are. And people will find the issues and then they'll learn from that and improve upon it. Yeah, make it better. And in a way, dating is kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Dating is what you're really seeking after isn't necessarily, oh, this has to be the person. You're kind of learning more about yourself. Yeah. You're learning more about what God's wanting you to do. You're learning more about what you like, what you don't like. So any answer is good. Yeah. If the answer is, oh, this isn't the kind of person, cool. If the answer is, oh, this is definitely the kind of person, great. You yeah. found out because the goal 
is to find out. Yeah, and that's the thing where you take, I think you take the pressure off. Yes. When you when you kind of, even if you're dating to, you want to find your spouse, mm-hmm. you still need to keep that pressure off because then it's like every person you're like, doing a whole deep dive yeah. when you're just getting to know them. Before you even talk to them. Yeah, before you even talk to them, you're, you're, you've learned everything about them. Um, yeah. but you picture it, but, growing old together and <laughs> holding hands as you pass into eternity, and you're like, yeah. you haven't even said a word to them. I know, I know. <laughs> you're already picturing your retirement village you're going to live in. But, you know, to me, it's a thing of, of kind of understanding that dating doesn't have to be so hardcore mm-hmm. when you start. Because, again, like you said, you're getting to know someone and there may be things that pop up and you're like, you know, I don't I don't have to be married to someone who does that or is like that. Yeah. And don't let other people put that pressure on you mm-hmm. because that 100% happens. Yeah. You go yeah. on a date with somebody and everybody's like, oh, so when's the wedding happening? Exactly. Or, you know, people yeah. act like you're you're married. Don't don't let that get put on you. OK, yeah. it's OK. Uh, and so we, we've talked about these principles, but let's get into the practical side of things. OK. Um, what would be some tips you'd give to somebody who says, okay, all this stuff is good information, but how do I do that? Yeah, yeah. I think one thing to keep in mind when you're dating, either way, if you're just dating to have fun or if you're dating actually looking for someone as a potential partner, um, the romantic side of dating, I think, is something you should not do upfront. Yeah. Because I think romantic aspects are really for later in the relationship. And uh, you want to you want to make sure you feel good about the person, about the relationship. Some people, they their very first date, they're getting all romantic. Mm-hmm. And and to me, that kind of takes away the fact that you're really just getting to know each other. Yeah. You know, and, and do some that's maybe true. non-romantic things together, because that's really when you see the real person. A lot of times when it's a romantic thing, everybody's putting on their best face. Mm-hmm. But when you're like out doing something together or maybe serving in a service project together, you mm-hmm. see the real person. Yeah, and I think that's a good point because sometimes you need to let like meeting for coffee just be meeting for coffee. It doesn't have to be, okay, we started, so I'm going to get you a box of chocolates and a dozen roses and stuff like that. Like yeah. things that a guy would never do unless yeah. he was trying to make a good impression. Yeah. Like just save those a little bit for later mm-hmm. and it's it's not going to make it feel that serious. Yeah. Any other tips? Yeah, I would say listen to mentors, you know, like you know, people talk about your parents. You know, your parents know you probably better than most. Yeah. Or maybe you have a mentor, you know, if maybe your parents aren't the best ones to give you advice. Um, someone who's older and wiser. Yeah. Kind of let them give you some guidance. You know, what do yeah. you think of this person? I agree with that. I, one of the first things when I was dating Emily, actually, when I was just talking to her, I asked you guys about her because mm-hmm. you guys knew her. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember who said this. I think it was a professor or it was in a class, but they were talking about something called the love goggles, which is where whenever you like somebody, uh, looking at them engages these endorphins in your brain that literally filter out their flaws to you. Wow. That's to good. where like whenever you look at them, you don't see their flaws because you have that emotional high coming from seeing them. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's why, you know, we've all seen that relationship where a girl's with a guy and the guy's just garbage. Yeah. And you're like, yeah. why do you like this dude? And <laughs> yeah. she's like, oh, he's so sweet. And he's like sitting over there with like a thing of beer and his guts hanging out yeah. over a gross like white beater t-shirt <laughs> and he's spitting dip and you're like what about him it's because she's got the love goggles yeah the love goggles and so 
everybody has that. That's not a flaw. It's just something that when you talk to mentors, you have to uh, you have to ask them that yeah. because then when they meet them, they don't have those love goggles on. Mm-hmm. They have a more accurate view of who the person really is. Yeah, especially if it's someone who's older, who's got a little bit more life experience, yeah. they could help you see things that are important. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think that's true. Um, I think the final thing would probably be just dating in groups in the early phase. Yeah. Because I feel like that makes all those tips that we've been talking about with the casualness and not trying to be super romantic up front. Like when you're with a group, you don't feel that pressure. Really. Yeah. Yeah. When there's a group and double dating or things like that, to me, those are really good because then everybody's a little bit more at ease, a little Mm -hmm. bit more relaxed. Yeah. You can have fun. You know, if a whole group is going somewhere, Mm -hmm. then you can get to know the person you're with. But there's not so much pressure on the conversation That's and true. all that. And you can see how they react around other people. That's good. You know, if they're treating others like a jerk and these are your friends, then you're like, okay, that, you know, that could be an issue. So I think group dating also just takes the pressure off. Everybody trying to be perfect, you know, and where you're not sitting there beating yourself up in your head. Stupid. Why'd you say that? Why'd you say that? Yeah. You know, the whole time you're with them. Yeah. You don't have to like carry the date with yeah. your wit and cleverness. Yeah. Or, yeah. you know, keep the whole conversation going. Because that's that's kind of exhausting, to yeah, be honest. it would be. Especially in those first few dates. Okay, those are some really good tips. So now we're moving to our Q&A phase. Uh, we have got three questions for the day. I think that's usually about the number of questions we're going to have for yeah, the future. Yeah, I think so. Three seems to be a good fit. Yeah, any more, it'd be too much. Any less, meh. Um, so question number one is this, I always seem to attract drama to me. How can I avoid it? Yeah, to me, and this is where, you know, I I don't know who sent this in, so I'm not, I'm not picking on anyone, but if your life always seems to attract drama, then I think the best thing to do is maybe kind of go stand in front of that mirror and see Maybe you're a source of the drama. Mm. And, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. It's just that, you know, if, if so-and-so has a problem with you and so-and-so has a problem with you and so-and-so has a problem with you, maybe the problem is you. Mm. And so I think if there's a lot of drama, you know, one, I mean, of course, check your friends. You know, who are you hanging out with? Yeah. Are you around a group of people who all they do is drama? Maybe they don't have a life. Maybe you need to find better quality friends. But you also want to look, okay... What am I doing to contribute to the drama? Mm-hmm. Maybe I add to it. Maybe I'm one who's always out, you know, spreading the gossip. But then when it hits me, I get mad. So I, I would kind of look both sides. One, look at your friend group. And then two, kind of look at yourself and see if maybe what are you doing to contribute to the drama? Yeah, I would I would agree with that 100%. Mm-hmm. And I think it's it's looking at those issues, but then it's also recognizing that in some ways, personal growth can be part of a good way of avoiding it. Because if you don't feel like you have to be part of the drama, then you're going to avoid it a lot more. Yeah, you will. Like, uh, you know, we, there's, like you said, there are certain friend groups that are just the drama friend groups. Yeah. You're not going to feel like you need those people Mm -hmm. if you feel secure in yourself. Yeah. If you know who you are 
And you're like, I don't have to be around those people in order to feel like I'm one of the popular people. Yeah. Or I don't have to be around those people in order to feel like I'm good enough. Yeah. You know, that personal security can really contribute to that, I feel like. Yeah, I think that's good. The second question of the day is someone, obviously, in their late 20s. It says, I'm in my late 20s and I'm not dating anyone seriously. Should I be freaking out? Yeah, I would say no. I mean, there's no right or wrong time uh, in some respects, you know, because you're you're probably still on your journey. And mm-hmm. I think the key is not to focus on what you don't have, mm-hmm. but kind of focus on who are you becoming. That's good. Because um, a lot of us, when we get older and we're not dating, we think, okay, something's wrong with me. Mm. I don't think anything's wrong with you. You're just still on your journey. And so this is where you just work on you. Mm -hmm. Keep growing, become a whole person yourself. Yeah. So when someone does come along, you know, you can handle that. But if your whole life is spent looking for someone, Mm -hmm. then you're never growing yourself. So I would just like that. Grow yourself. Look at your friends. If you're feeling lonely, maybe you don't have close friends. And maybe you need to start doing things to find friend groups to be around instead of just sitting at home on a Friday night making TikTok videos about how sad you are because you're all alone. We've all seen those TikTok videos. Yes, we have. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Um, No, I I totally agree with you, honestly. Uh, And whoever you are that does have that question, you know, Mm -hmm. is there something wrong with me? Am I behind? No, because the truth is, just like Dad said, it's a journey. And being in a relationship is not the destination. Mm-hmm. It's really just the beginning of a whole new journey. Yeah. Like, I can tell you I've been married to Emily almost three years. And we don't have stuff figured out. You know, we're still learning things. We're yeah. still navigating things. We're still growing. So it's really just the next phase of a journey that's with another person mm-hmm. 24-7. Yeah. Right? Um, I think sometimes we picture dating being the end all be all. Like yeah. once I get married, then everything's just going to be the, the best. Yeah. And, yeah. and it is incredible. And I will say that. But uh, it's not the end of the journey. It's the beginning of a new phase. Yeah. Yeah. You're always on a journey no matter where you're at in life. And I think that's something to remember. And it is worth being picky over. Yes. Please, for the love of all things good, be picky with who you're going to marry. Yeah. Don't just marry somebody that, oh, I think this is the best I can get. Just yeah. be picky, please. Mm-hmm. It's it's okay. Yeah. Um, final question is actually for a person that is married. Okay. Uh, they said, my wife and I are newly married and pretty broke. Any date ideas that don't cost a whole lot? Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I think what you do is... Look at what do you and your wife enjoy doing that maybe doesn't cost. Like, are you outdoors yeah. people? Yeah. Do you like to go on, you know, walks or hikes? You know, some couples do things like that together. Mm-hmm. I would look for those things that you can do together that, that maybe even it's a little out of your comfort zone. You know, mm-hmm. maybe there's a nature trail nearby the house that you can go to on a Saturday. Maybe instead of doing a night date, you do a afternoon date or a morning date as mm-hmm. a couple. Uh, or maybe it's if you enjoy eating, mm-hmm. you, you have a thing where you go try out new restaurants. And yeah. you can do that if you budget for it. It doesn't have to be a lot of money. You don't have to go to all the fancy restaurants. Yeah. You could say, okay, the game is we have $15. Can we get enough food in a night with $15? That's and so true. the whole night is gathered around 
how much food can we get that's not just garbage, you yeah. know, maybe even good food or, you know, uh, or, you know, you, you do a Groupon date. You find those things that you can do that are cheaper. Yeah. And sometimes cities have free concerts in the park. Yeah. And stuff like that that you can go to. So I would be on a lookout for stuff like that. And True. not just because if you wait until the night of the day, that's when we get lazy. That's when we have, you know, well, I guess we do dinner and a movie. Mm-hmm. And that's really kind of, I haven't thought of anything. It's Friday night, six o'clock. What are we going to do? Mm. Now, the time to do it is to think ahead. That's when you can look at calendars. What's coming up? What's something free? What's something we enjoy doing? And then as you plan, that's when you have better quality dates because you're actually doing something about them and not just waiting till the last moment. That's really good. And I'd say that's true because when you look ahead, you, there are plenty of free things out there. Like yeah. if you live anywhere near any kind of college, mm-hmm. they're going to be putting on events. Like one of the coolest things that Emily and I have done this past year was actually we went to a college and they put on a wind ensemble. And then afterwards there was a jazz concert. And let me tell you, those jazz people were getting it. Yeah. It was so fun. It was really cool. And it didn't cost a dollar. Yeah, I've got some friends who moved to a town in Tennessee, and they picked the town. One of the things they wanted was a town with a university so they could have free stuff like that. Really? And I thought that was so smart. That is. That is genius. Yeah. But there are plenty of options. And I love what you said, Dad. If you're just intentional ahead of time, mm-hmm. you're going to see those options. But if you pick it the night of, yeah. that's where it's easy to just kind of let it be whatever. Yeah. And so, yeah, whoever whoever that is, we would encourage you, look at calendars, look at things that are coming out, and even pick a couple hobbies. Um, like if you do like a puzzle together or you yeah. do some board games together or cards. Emily and I have been playing Sabacc, which is a Star Wars card game. <laughs> so uh, if you're a nerd like us, pick that up. It's a yeah. lot of fun. And that's where I would say, and this coming from my, my men's coaching side, uh, gentlemen, if, if you're married, be the initiator of the dates. Be the person who helps to plan and make those happen. Your wife will love you more um, because you're doing that, because that's showing initiative in the relationship. And as you do that, I promise you, it's going to be much better for you to do it that way than just sit there and go, I don't care. What do you want to do? You know, be the one who instigates dates. You're not always going to get it perfect, but she would rather you try than just sit back and do nothing and let her plan it all. Yeah, that's good. That's some good reminders even for me. I, uh, golly, that's good stuff. But that's all the questions that we have for today. Uh, thank you guys so much for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. We hope you guys have a wonderful day and we will see you next time. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Hey Dad podcast. If you enjoyed the episode today, subscribe so you don't miss any new content. We'd also love for you to rate and leave a review and help us get the word out to more people. If these talks are making your life better, we ask that you share them with someone else. If you have any questions for us or anything going on in your life you want an opinion on, we would love to hear from you. You can email us at questions at heydad.us or send us a message on our Instagram page at the Hey Dad Podcast. Join us next week. We'll have a chair waiting for you.